0: If you're a mom, you're a superhero. That's right, own it. We possess a unique superpower of intuition, a sixth sense for what our kids are up to, how they feel, what they want, and when they want it. Yep, it's amazing. I call this Mom Sense. Oftentimes we are Googling for answers, joining Facebook groups, or relegating to taking unsolicited advice from our friends when all we have to do is listen to that voice inside us. No, not the one that's telling you you're fat, the other voice, the one that seems to know everything when it comes to your kids and leaves you feeling confident, empowered, purposeful, and all things hashtag mom goals. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadha Gupta, and I'm a mother of twin toddlers and a baby, double the fun plus one. And I can honestly say that now that I'm a mom, I feel like my life is just getting started. On my podcast, I interview industry experts and real life mamas on their Mom Sense experiences, tackling topics like how to teach kids to meditate, what it takes to have the marriage you've always dreamed of, and how to master your car makeup routine. Grab your latte that's probably ice cold by now and take a listen to That's Total Mom Sense. Do you remember taking a Myers Briggs personality test back in middle school? I know I do. I vividly remember filling out my Scantron, and yes, I'm dating myself here, and reading my results at the end. I am an ENFJ, which stands for extrovert, intuition, feeling, and judgment. Formulated by psychologist Carl Jung and Isabel Briggs Myers, there are 16 personality types in all, and there are four categories, extrovert versus introvert, intuition versus sensing, feeling versus thinking and perception versus judging this was a suitable way to discover career interests and help kids gain direction on what occupation to pursue and it's pretty accurate i'm in the communications and media field as predicted (laughs) today i am joined by wendy Gossett, who is a parenting specialist based in denver colorado She helps parents understand their children by using temperament, psychology, and neuroscience. She has over 20 years of experience in education, working in the classroom and the corporate sector. However, all her education experience didn't help when it came to parenting her daughter. Because they were opposites, she struggled as a helicopter parent, an explosive parent, and an embarrassing parent. Google dancing mom in traffic to see for yourself. (laughs) And as I mentioned, she specializes in a temperament psychology and has helped countless parents translate what their child is doing into why they're doing it. And she uses personality types to help come to conclusions and accordingly strategize what works for one kid versus another. Wendy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I am uh, a huge fan of yours because I don't know how you do it all. You are this is incredible. You just, oh. you know, you just need to that red suit. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. And our kids challenge us in so many ways every single day, every hour of the day. You know? Yes, they do. And you know that combined with life and technology and everything that we're up against.
0: I'm gonna just dive right in. Um, since our kids' DNA. Is vastly different. I mean, I have twins, they're boy-girl twins. Um, you know, obviously DNA different, hardwire different. We can't raise or parent any of our children the same way,
1: right? Right. Yeah, it's 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 so amazing. And you are the perfect person to talk about this because you have twins and yeah. they have been raised by the same parents in the same environment, in the same situation. But you know that they came hot off the press and they were different, right?
0: Yeah, they're they're like night and day.
1: I have, you know, over the past several years, I've developed a child assessment, a child inner drive assessment, it's called, and um, it's on my website. It's only $29 and I'm actually going to offer it, buy one, get one free. So if your listeners, you know, want to get an assessment for both their kids, um, they can. But um, it assesses children because it's different assessing children than it is adults. And honestly, it's more accurate because parents are more unbiased observers of their kids. And they can also look at those overarching patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I think when, as an adult we'll take the test and we're like, well, how do I feel today? Or, you know, we'll base it on our mood or, you know, the role that we're playing at the current time. Um, Whereas with your kids, you can look at them objectively over the course of their existence and answer more accurately. So I would say that the tests, I've done thousands of tests now, evaluated thousands of tests. And I would say that child tests are 90% accurate. Women's tests are probably right around 80 to 90% accurate. And men's tests are probably about 30% accurate. We <laughs> <The> can <kids sighs> tend to gloss over things or aggrandize, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, or just, you know, I think we wear so many hats as women. I don't think that we wrap up our identity in just one of those hats. I think right. men wrap up their identity in in their persona at work, even though 75% of women Are feelers and and 25% are thinkers. Um, And what that means is that thinkers are just more rational. They tend to use their head um, before they use their heart. They they want to get to the point. They'd rather pass out criticism before passing out praise. Um, Mm -hmm. They're just a little bit more prickly. And um, but even those women. Are very, very intuitive about their own self. And I think it's just because we're raised as women to be around other women who are feelers. And we just learn to be more sensitive and um, self aware, I guess. Right, right. Absolutely. I want to get back to this assessment of
0: yours, which I think is amazing. Um, It's so thorough. It gets into the, you know, into a granular level about um scenarios that your kids are faced with that way you can better answer the questions and I did the assessment and then we did you know our session afterwards and I was really um intrigued both my husband and I were so um fascinated by the findings and how you kind of described our kids personalities to a T (laughs)
1: yeah it's so true and then you know just I'll ask questions, you know, really, really young babies, like, are they super snuggly? Are they, you know, are they attentive? Are they fussy? Are they, you know, they're just, uh, you know, they've actually interviewed nurses, and nurses um, found that babies fell into four categories, which is, you know, what we're talking about. There are four people patterns, and whether you're faith-based or not, Um, They were first mentioned in the Old Testament, in the book of Ezekiel, the Mm -hmm. ox, the lion, the eagle, and the human, and those were referred to as the four faces of God, and then Carl Jung in the 1920s came up with the eight um, psychological functions, and right around that same time, Frank Bond wrote The Wizard of Oz, and those four characters reflect the four faces of God because Dorothy was on a farm that had ox and Dorothy just wanted to go home where there was safety and security. And she was an obedient child, even though she ran away, she was worried about her aunt. And, you know, this is your son, you know, just easy to parent. And if you get one of these kids as your first child, you become mm-hmm. kind of a an overbearing proud parent that looks at <laughs> these other parents that have a lion child and you're like wow wh- why is this so, why are you making this so hard it's parenting is so easy exactly. and then you get child number 2 which mm-hmm. for me and you was a lion child right. yep and the, yeah and the lion is all about courage and freedom and they are independent, and so they don't want to be told what to do. They'd rather learn it on their own. They'd rather learn it from the school of hard knocks. Yeah. Um, and all the teaching and lecturing just kind of goes in one ear and out the other.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: And and that's the child that parents are just pulling their hair out over now. But even more so, the children that parents are really scratching their heads about are the scarecrow and the human, which are the eagle and the the human or the tin man. Tin man. That's right. Yes.
0: And are the eagle and human.
1: Yes. And Mm -hmm. so the scarecrow was all about his brain Mm -hmm. and that type is intuitive and they're only 8% of the population. So parents, when they have this child, they kind of feel like they're parenting an alien. They, and And what's so sad to me is that a lot of times they will start getting this child tested for autism, for Asperger's, for just all kinds of things, because we have so much information now, and it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. And I think parents want to put a label on this child because the child is so different and they don't understand them Because 85% of the people in the world are sensors, meaning you take in information from the world with your five senses, which would make sense, right? We see things, we smell things, we hear, but 16% of the world are intuitive. They are in their head and they live in a world of imagination and not reality and They are not content in reality, and they don't notice social cues. They don't pick up on social cues many times. They don't see an object that's right in front of them. And so parents right away are quick to jump to diagnosing this this child. And so understanding is, is the key with this child. And then you have the human or the tin man Um, which they just wanted a heart. And that's you and I, you and I are the same type, you know, you and I both talked about how sometimes we kind of don't feel like we quite fit in, in a crowded room of people because we are looking to find a deep, meaningful conversation. And, um, you know, we're wanting to talk about matters of the heart and, um, you know, things that are intangibles. We love metaphors. We love just abstract topics. The human is definitely a cooperator. The Tin Man is a cooperator. So this child, I rarely get called about because they're very easy to raise because they just want to please their parents. Mm -hmm. But there is one Tin Man that is extremely sensitive to criticism, kind of have a victim mentality, You know, this child gets labeled as the highly sensitive child. Um, So there are definitely some some parenting techniques and just understanding that needs to take place because this child needs to feel seen and heard more than any other child.
0: So Wendy, I just want to create a scenario um, for you. And if you can answer it based on the different child temperaments or personality types so, let's say um you have a child who is hitting their sibling and you want to make sure to discipline them and have them stop doing it. Um, how do you do that if you have a child who's a Dorothy or a lion um, or a scarecrow or a
1: tin man? Okay. Well, that Dorothy child is a rule follower, so for them to hit their sibling. Um, They have, it probably has to do with control or uh, something that has to do with not following the rules because the Dorothy type is a little police officer and they want the rules to be enforced and followed. So they might feel justified in hitting their sibling if their sibling was breaking a rule or if their sibling was touching their things because the Dorothy type can be very uh, possessive over their things and how their things are organized. Mm -hmm. Also, all the introverted types out out of all four types can tend to run out of steam um, after a day at school, and they can come home and really need their space. And so if that sibling is in their space, um, that could be a trigger for them. So allowing the introverted type of all four types to you know, have time alone would be a really good strategy to help them be less um, cranky and explosive with their siblings when they get home. Uh, And then that lion type is just physical. They are impulsive and in the moment and physical. And so hitting for them just is the most efficient, practical way. And so they are just going to have to be taught. And, And with that lion type, it has to be very concrete. You have to get in their face. Don't lecture them, but get in their face and tell them if you do that one more time, there is going to be a consequence and no more warnings. They, You deliver that consequence if they hit ever again. And then you tell them, I'm so sorry that you made that choice um, and deliver the consequence. And right. then for the scarecrow type, if they're hitting a lot of times it's because they don't have the empathy or they don't have the emotional intelligence to use their words, to ask what they want or to negotiate. Um, and so Um, Once again, the path of least resistance for them is hitting, they feel. And so this type needs to be taught um, strategies as far as uh, problem solving. And they're fantastic negotiators. So um, teach them how to negotiate with their sibling, how to make it a win-win situation where they can compromise. And obviously, this is for an older child, but... um, this is more of a hands-off child, that eagle or scarecrow type. And so it's important to, you know, less parenting is more, but they need to have very strict boundaries also because they want to they wanna run the house. <laughs> and <laughs> and if, the, um, if the Tin Man type is hitting, it's usually from some deep hurt. Um, and, and this type is going to probably need a great big hug if, if they have hit their siblings, which seems counterintuitive, but something has gotten very hurt with them um, if they're hitting. It, it comes from a place of um, feeling maybe rejected or feeling insulted or hurt or unsafe. Um, and so there needs to be more love and support as opposed to punitive measures. So more right. communi- communication um, with the Tin Man type to find out what's going on under the surface. Yes, absolutely.
0: Now, how um, would you recommend in relating to them, uh, making sure that your kids um, in these various temperaments feel secure and loved um, and and rewarded?
1: Yeah, I think just being able to see them and to know how they're motivated helps that child know that you understand them. So even before, like you said, they have the development and their prefrontal cortex is, is more um, emotionally able to deal with emotions and they're more verbal. Um, Even before then, you know um, what motivates this child and, you know, you know that they didn't hit to be mean Um, but that they were hurt or that they were just impulsive in the moment. They didn't know how to control their impulses. So just knowing that about your child, knowing what their motivations are and what makes them tick will help them to feel safe. And my biggest uh, platform with what I do is to teach parents their child's unique strengths and so, um, to make sure that you are talking about their strengths all the time, talking about your own strengths and your own limitations as a parent and having that kind of, um, external dialogue so that you can let your child know that they have unique abilities that you don't possess. And, you know, just to kind of differentiate for your child. Um, so that they don't do it for you because a lot of, uh, when children act out, a lot of times they're trying to differentiate from their parent or from their sibling. But if you have that running dialogue, letting them know, these are your strengths and they're different from mine. And I really admire the way you're able to do that because I would never be able to take that clock apart and put it back together like you just did. And, um, Mm -hmm so that's a way to to really let them know that you see them and you appreciate them for their uniqueness even even if they're different from you tell us a little
0: more about what your program entails the program starts
1: with a temperament test so your listeners right now can go onto my website and i'm offering a special a buy one get one free temperament test so if they buy one um once they get the email with that test and it comes with a video as well um, that will talk about their child's result, um, mm-hmm. I will send a second test to them, a code for a second test so they can test um, both of their children for the price of one. Um, so that's where it starts. Uh, and then there's a two hour consultation that I will do with an entire family where moms and dads and their kids will all get their brains mapped. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds kind of crazy, but um, you know it's those passengers in the car that are so important. Knowing who's driving the car and knowing who the baby causing trouble in the back seat. It's really important um, knowing that with your kids because that way you can adjust your expectations and um that teenager in the back seat starts developing that function starts developing around the age of 10 to 13 and so you can even kind of know what to expect of your kids as they develop and what skills they're going to be developing and you know what skills are going to always be more difficult for them. And, you know, I just believe it's foundational for families. So um, I have a basic package that is um, one parent and one child. And then I have a standard package, which is two parents and two children. And husbands and wives learn a lot about each other as well, uh, going through this process. So it's, it's just really um, enriching, I would say, for families I think a lot of times, you know, parents don't really want to get counseling per se. They they might just, you know, have some issues and um, just need a little bit of enrichment to to help them be the best they can be and bring out the best in their children. And and that's what this falls under. One thing I love asking all of
0: my guests is their mom sense moment, a moment where they just trusted that special sense of intuition that we that we have when we become
1: moms. Um, can you tell us about your mom sense experience? I kind of feel like I can't trust my natural inclinations when it comes to my daughter because she's so different from me. I almost have to go against my <laughs> intuition with her. But one time, I did have a sense that she was being sneaky with her cell phone. She mm-hmm. all of a sudden was really tired and just had to go up to her bedroom and um sure enough she was up there with her cell phone and she wasn't supposed to be she wasn't doing anything you know bad. she was a little a little girl, but um she was just being sneaky with her cell phone and, um, we just, you know, with her, she's a lion type and she's imitative. That's one thing about the lion type. And so we just really wanted to nip it in the bud with her, um, being that she is imitative and very sensory seeking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So having that cell phone up in her room, um, we really, you know, wanted to make sure that we cracked down on that. So Let's not forget our quote of the day. Do you have a quote that you live by? Well, yes, I do. I I talk to parents a lot about the hand that we've been dealt in life. Uh, our hand is our temperament. That's the cards that we've been dealt. And it is set at birth but of course we can always learn and adopt strengths from other temperaments, but um, our temperament is about 50% of our happiness. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people strive towards that goal or that situation in life that's going to make them happy. And sometimes they even wish for a different temperament and they think that's going to make them happy. But actually 10% of happiness is based on Circumstances and situations. And then the other 40% is based on how we respond to the hand we've been dealt and how we respond to the circumstances that we're placed in. Mm. And so I love this quote that says, Success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. If you love what you are doing, you will be successful, and I would rephrase that to say, if you love who you are, if you embrace the strengths that you have been dealt um, in your temperament, then you are more likely to be happy. It's now time for Mom Hall, when we share products we
0: love. Is there a product that you are
1: absolutely loving that you're just like, I need to tell all my friends about this. Well, you know, it's kind of funny, Kanika, you'll, I I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but Mm -hmm. there are some types, the sensor types, which are 86% of the world, they tend to be more happy when they get stuff, when they acquire stuff, they just love their stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm not as much of a stuff person, but I am a foodie. So (laughs) food is what makes me happy all the time and trying new food. But I'm also a fitness instructor, so I have to be careful. (laughs) So I love these dark chocolate sea salt caramels that you can get just at King Supers. I don't know if you guys have King Supers in New York, but um, they are little squares. They're about a one one inch by one inch square. Mm -hmm. And you can take teeny tiny little bites. And make it last for maybe five minutes. (laughs) So that's what I do. It's a private selection, I think, is the brand. And I just get them at King Supers. So Nice. And where can my listeners find you? Yeah, so several places. But mainly wendygossett.com is my website. And my Facebook page is Wendy Gossett Temperament Coaching. And I'm so excited to announce that I have a book that on Amazon, um, it's called Your Child's Inner Drive, Parenting by Personality from Toddlers to Teens. And that book comes with a temperament assessment and there are assessments in the book as well. And I would just love for your listeners to pick up a copy either on my website or on Amazon
0: wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing, Wendy. This has been such a fun talk and I'm sure the entire audience is like, okay, I need to log onto her site and take my personality test right now.
1: <laughs> oh, I hope so. It's it's so eye-opening. It really is, especially if you're like you and I we're, we're rare, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's kind of nice when you find that out and you're like, oh, no wonder. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then, you know, what's funny is like in
0: my family of five like we're all different personality types
1: you know funny
0: yeah you think like okay yeah i mean we shouldn't say mini me or our clone or whatever it's like no they're they're hardwired very
1: differently and um and then this assessment like proved it (laughs) yes for sure yeah it's always funny when you have one of all four under your roof that Mm -hmm. makes for some really interesting dynamics
0: (laughs) All right, mamas, that concludes today's episode. Can you easily classify your children into cooperators versus challengers? And do you have an idea of which personality type they are? Well, visit Wendy's website, www.wendygossett.com gosset.com and take your child's personality test. I'm sure you'll be astounded by the results. I know we were. And she's offering my listeners a BOGO offer. So buy one, get one free. And the test is just $29.99. So very, very affordable. I want to take this time to thank you for being with me on my podcast journey. There are tons of podcasts out there, and That's Total Mom Sense is part of your personal lineup, and that is amazing. Thank you so much. Visit That's Total Momsense.com for updates on my latest episodes. Email me at That's Total Momsense at gmail.com, and follow me on Instagram and send me a message. My handle is at kanika, XOXO. See you next time, super mamas. (laughs) That's total mom sense.